You're listening to First Stories, Tales from Turtle Island. My name is Nicole. I am from the Stadtliam Nation in Lillooet, BC, which is in the southern interior. Uh, specifically from the Hucklip uh, community, that's also known as Fountain. I am 19 years old and I currently live in the Tri-Cities near Vancouver in a city called Coquitlam. Um, I was asked to talk about stories that I might perhaps know about my nation or I guess oral history to pass on in this podcast and it made me reflect on those stories and really kind of think about who actually told me those stories and oftentimes they would be elders or family members and as many of you might know usually when you listen to an elder speak they have those details about that story as if they were almost right there watching it all happen and then when I thought about that I was like hmm maybe it's not really my story to tell because I don't know all those details and as a young person Listening to those details as a young child, you don't really pick up on everything that you might need to, to be able to tell the story properly. So then that's where I was just like, I don't know if they're really my stories to tell. I'd probably rather tell a story about the importance of stories themselves and the knowledge that we gain from other people. So I guess something that I would probably want to share is when I was maybe like, I was really young, I was probably maybe nine years old. My father told me a story about his father and his father was a great outdoorsman. He was a dip netter, a hunter, a gatherer, the whole nine yards. And there was a young individual, I think he was from maybe Lytton, because they lived in Lillooet on the reserve. And he was non-Indigenous, and I think he was probably no much older than I am now, maybe like 25, pretty young. But he wanted to get into uh, fishing as kind of like a employment, kind of a forever career. So my grandfather ended up taking him under his wing to help him learn how to fish salmon, appropriately, of course, because you have a non-Indigenous and, and an Indigenous individual. So they went out on the river, I think maybe on my grandfather's canoe. They were out there for like six, seven hours. He was teaching him all the different things, the tricks of the trade. And this young fellow had helped my grandfather catch, I don't know, dozen trout, dozen salmon, you know, all that good stuff. And they had spent a lot of time out in the sun and everything, sweating, working hard. And that young man, he said, well, aren't you going to pay me? Aren't you going to pay me for the time that I worked to help you get your fish for what you're going to do? And then my grandfather looked at him and he's like, you want me to pay you? And he's like, well, yeah, I did work for you. Wouldn't you pay me for that? Like, this is going towards something that's going to benefit you, not me. And my grandfather sat there for a minute and he kind of thought to himself and he's just like, hmm, maybe this is a good time to actually give a lesson to this young man, right? Even though he's not one of my own or anything, I might as well give him a good lesson. And he said to the young guy, he's like, you want me to pay you for my knowledge? And then he's like, kind of just looks at him. And then my grandfather says, he says, you know, knowledge is something that you really can't put a price on. It's absolutely priceless. And from there, I kind of thought about it and I was like, wow, that's so true. And as someone that was a residential school survivor himself, he always promoted me to learn and listen and get all the education and knowledge that I could, whether that's in a book or if it's through oral stories or through different classes or friends, whether they're younger or older. 
he just always promoted me to learn that knowledge because that is something that's more valuable than anything. You can drive a Lamborghini or have a brand new house or go and have steak and lobster for dinner at the keg, but something that's even more valuable than that is learning from people, especially elders in our communities. So that's where I find that it's just so valuable and so priceless to get the real stories from them. And as me as an older individual, I think that I would like to go forward and listen to these stories a little bit more carefully. So going forward as I become an adult now, because again, I'm only 19, I'd be able to actually go forth and share those stories someday when I know I have a good grasp on them, rather than being that little kid that was half listening, half looking at the tree, half looking at the wall type of thing. Whoever you are, wherever you are, join us again next time around the fire for more tales from turtle island first stories is created and produced by matthew dick with support from the gulf of georgia cannery the richmond public library and the province of british columbia <laughs>